Hello, everybody. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hey. Time Hola. to start another. Thank you. Um, Hola to you too. <laughs> we're going to start with a song today that is a, another meal prayer. Not sure if we did this one yet, but we're going to try it. It's called For Health and Strength. Oh, that's the first line. So based on that, it's the title. Uh, For health and strength and daily food, we praise your name, O God. For health and strength and daily food, we praise your name, O God. And it can serve as a really beautiful round. And the kids have learned to harmonize a little bit because of songs like this. And so if your family sings this and you get used to it, uh, sing it together in unison and then maybe have somebody like a parent start second um, so the kids stay on the primary one and then you can kind of play with it at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here we go. For health and strength and Say poor Pharaoh. What's got him all worried? Because none of dreams. Because none of the people in Egypt know how to interpret it. Ooh. Interpret his dreams. He got these dreams, and they seem to have meaning. And he is powerless. Such a powerful person who cannot have any power to interpret dreams, can he? No. And uh, crazy. Crazy, crazy. So he's looking for help, and he got some help. Mm-hmm. He heard about Joseph. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe back where with Joseph and his brothers, they might have been bearded kind of people, right? Bearded? But in Egypt, it was very common to shave your face. <laughs> and just like you've seen, like, um, you know, maybe pictures of pharaohs or something, they might have some artistic, like, you know... Boink? A beard thing going on. I don't know what those are called, but They're like yeah, yeah. I don't know. I forgot what they were called. A long beard. I, I just call him Egyptian. A small beard. She's called him Egyptian. Coming beard. out of the bottom of his chin or something like that. Well, anyways, Joseph was going to shave his face, and he did in order to meet with Pharaoh, and now he is. Um, he's being summoned to interpret the dream, and we are in Genesis chapter 41, verse 15. I thought it was 17. Mm, 15, because now they're going to finally talk. And uh, Emma, why don't you read 
because Joseph, um, Pharaoh is going to review his dreams to Joseph again. But why don't you read 15 through 24? Mm, okay. I, er, Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream and no one can interpret it. But I have heard it said of you that you, that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. Mm. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, In my dream, I was standing on the bank of the Nile, when out of the river there came up seven cows, fat and sleek, and they grazed among the reeds. After them, seven other cows came up, scrawny and very ugly and lean. I had never seen such ugly cows in all of the land of Egypt. The lean, ugly cows ate up the seven fat cows that came up first. But even after they ate them, no one could tell that they had done so. They looked just as ugly as before. Then I woke up. Mm. In my dream, I saw seven heads of grain, full and good, growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other heads sprouted, withered and thin, and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven good heads. I told this to the magicians, but none of them could explain it to me. Mm. Thank you for reading his review of the dreams to Joseph. But go back to the beginning. Pharaoh said, I had a dream no one can interpret it, but I heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. Was that true? Mm -mm. What are you, why, uh, some people are saying, yes, that's pretty much true, that Joseph can interpret dreams. What are you thinking, Emma? Well, he can't really interpret the dreams. Like, when he hears it, like, if God wasn't with him when he heard it, he probably wouldn't have been able to interpret it, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. But since God was with him, he was able to interpret it because God showed the true meaning of the dream to him. Right. So, Pharaoh thinks this is all about finding the right person. And Joseph wants him to know that it's really all about finding the right God. And he needs to meet God and know who rules all time and place and history and meaning of life. So this is what Joseph then says to him. Joseph said to Pharaoh, I cannot interpret dreams. I cannot do it. But God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. Exactly. God is able to do it. Isn't that striking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes people might look at you and they might say, I think you're a very nice person, and I want to have a nice person to be my friend. And is it true that it's just you being a nice person? No. No, it's God that's being a nice person. <laughs> well, it's a little bit of both. You could say, God lives in me. And he says that he helps me do, do things that sometimes um, my, I know that I don't want to do. And I, God helps me to, to be his child and to live that way. Mm-hmm. And that's a powerful thing in our lives, too. Mm-hmm. So people, people need to hear, I guess you could say it's sort of like telling the real story, the f- fuller story about yourself in your life with your friends, what's meaningful to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Joseph could have taken some credit, right? Mm -hmm. He could have been like, oh yeah, he thinks I do it. Well, I'll just keep God my secret and I'll make this all about me. But he didn't, did he? He wanted God's name to be honored. Mm 
mm-hmm. God's reputation to be known. And people won't know that about you if they don't know that you are a believer in God when you do kind things. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you have to kind of talk to them about what what matters to you most and why God is so important to you. Elsie. Um, probably just like, so a little kid doesn't have any family. Mm-hmm. That's why the little kid asks another little kid to be its friend. Mm-hmm. So it has a friend, and then the, f- the little kid finds family, then he has That sounds very, very nice that a little kid would get to have a friend, especially if they're missing family. And God gives us families and friends, you know? That's a blessing that he lets us live around by other people to have family and friends. Well, I just wanted you to notice that Joseph was very careful about how, he was very careful about how Pharaoh thought about this. He didn't want Pharaoh to just think that it was all Joseph and Joseph's ability. He made sure he gave a testimony of what was really most important for Pharaoh to know. And it was most important for Pharaoh to know about God. I think parents say the same things to you. That it's not the most important for you to know everything about me. But I hope that you get to learn about God through stories like this. And and you get to know him because that is what helps you throughout your life and saves you from your sins as your God, right? That's your God. It's more important than mamas and daddies, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's read a little bit more. So he explained what his dreams were, and now Joseph is going to talk back. And Caleb, do you want to read a little bit of the Joseph part at verse Mm -hmm. 25? Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, The dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good heads of grain are seven years. It is one and the same dream. The seven lean, ugly cows that came up afterward are seven years, and so are the seven worthless heads of grain scorched by the east wind. They are seven years of famine. So we've got the, remember when we talked about guesses and you said, well, maybe it'd be like seven days or seven months or (laughs) something like that. Something good, something bad, and the number seven, right? And both cows and grain deal with food. So now God is revealing through Joseph that these are not a guess of days or weeks, but years. And you know what? Do you think that with the Nile River flooding every year that gave the Egyptians a lot of confidence about planting crops and growing them successfully because they had lots of good water. You know how the plants need water, right? Mm -hmm. It didn't happen very often that they had a famine. What is a famine? It's where, like, it doesn't rain for, like, long periods of time mm. so then nothing can grow some things don't grow and dry mm-hmm. so to have seven years of that egypt is probably the egyptians might be thinking and pharaoh might be thinking we've never had seven straight years of a famine the nile river has always flooded 
and it's always given us water for the plants. So this might have been very mysterious to think of seven good years and but then having seven, seven bad years. Well, Joseph goes on and he says this, It is just as I said to Pharaoh, God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt. What does that mean? That means great crops, great food. Great crops, great food. Mm-hmm. Plenty, plenty, plenty for everybody. But seven years of famine will follow them. How old are you, Gabrielle? Seven. That's right. You're seven. And so your whole life would be these plentiful years. And then the whole next seven years would all be bad years of yeah, but famine. Yeah, I'm seven and a half. Oh, so we're already into the second seven. Oh, wow. Um, this is what Joseph says next. Then all the abundance in Egypt will be forgotten and the famine will ravage the land. That's going to make a big mess. The abundance in the land will not be remembered because the famine that follows it will be so severe. The reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God and God will do it soon. So he even explained why there were two dreams and not just one. Isn't that interesting? Huh. Who else had two dreams? Joseph. Jo Joseph also had two dreams. You're right. Mm -hmm. And that was something that could highlight for him that this was firmly decided by God. Mm -hmm. What was those what were the main point of those dreams? That he would probably become some great ruler. And his brothers would end up bowing down to him. <laughs> yeah. And maybe now he's kind of wondering, well, I am out of jail and I'm in front of Pharaoh and I'm telling Pharaoh that two dreams means this is firmly decided. And Joseph might know for himself that that's a great comfort to me that God is going to be blessed. He's blessing my life in a really, really big way, even though I've had to suffer so much. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Elsie? Maybe um, Joseph is thinking of his dreams like his dream, like Pharaoh and Joseph's dreams are twins because they twins. both have two dreams. Mm -hmm. Do you think maybe he'd have a little conversation with Pharaoh and say, yeah. I think we should be buddies because we both had two dreams? <laughs> so, um, Pharaoh and Joseph are buddies. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think they've made that decision yet. First comes Joseph's advice. And that's what we're going to read about next to finish today, okay? And now he says, Let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land to take a fifth of the harvest of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. They should collect all the food of these good years that are coming and store up the grain under the authority of Pharaoh to be kept in the cities for food. This food should be held in reserve for the country to be used during the seven years of famine that will come upon Egypt so that the country may not be ruined by the famine. So what's the plan? Well, what, well, what does Joseph suggest to be a plan? Well, he 
he wants people, well, he says, well, we should try stocking up on food. We should stock up on food so that when the famine comes, you know, famine is you don't have enough food, the crops aren't growing, mm -hmm. and all that stuff, so you don't get your food. So, if, but if you stock up on food, you'll have, you'll have food for, for quite a while if you store yeah. a bunch up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, he wanted to keep all the storage in the big cities. Mm -hmm. And people could come from the country then and stock up from mm -hmm. the cities. Mm -hmm. Well, the plan seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his officials. So Pharaoh asked them, can we find anyone like this man? One in whom is the spirit of God? Wow. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace, and all my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. <laughs> Who is that like in the book of Esther? Uh, Esther. Haman. Haman. Well, yes, Haman, and then later... Mordecai. Mordecai. Mm-hmm. That's right. Notice how he says, like, if God... When God reveals such things to you... You, it makes you the most discerning and wise person. Did you know that that's what the Bible says about studying the Bible? Is um, we have more wisdom than anyone else because it's the truths of heaven that are in our hearts, mm -hmm. which is very cool. It's not just, you know, like science is a great study of our experiences and how things work. But we make guesses and we try to get the right answer. But what we have in the Bible isn't a guess. It's just answers. It's wisdom. Mm -hmm. And that's something that Pharaoh kind of says without even realizing it. If, if God is making things known to you, that makes you the wisest person. Mm -hmm. And that's actually <laughs> true of Christians. That we have the truths of God and... And it's called being wise for salvation. We know how to get to heaven. Uh, we know that it's through Jesus and Jesus alone, right? Mm -hmm. So does that feel good? You are wise. Yeah. All of you are very mm -hmm. wise. And God has made you wise. And we're so thankful for the blessing of the faith that God has given to you. And that's why we keep doing these studies. Elsie? Um, maybe... There is like, there was, um, like Pharaoh has some guards that have fans that, and the fans are round mm -hmm. and they're connected to like poles that mm -hmm. women are holding to like fan. Mm -hmm. It's like a big rake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Megan blows. So sometimes Elsie is paying attention to the picture books in front of her, and um, hopefully you're also paying attention to our conversation. I know you are. Um, but that is a great picture book moment, is to see what it would be like to be by Pharaoh, and for Pharaoh to realize that the wisest person is the person who has the knowledge of God. That is very, means, that means we have an important job to do. 
you know, to tell people. Do you think Pharaoh was a believer, or do you think he was just happy that Joseph might be kind of like his good luck charm, and and he might just kind of reveal things about the future so that Pharaoh could prosper? Which do, or I'm probably leaning too much, but what do you think about Pharaoh? I think he was just like I think he was just well, just this is my good luck charm because mm. if this is really gonna happen, he made a good idea about it, so. My mm. wife as well just see what else he can do. Mm-hmm. Elsie? Um, probably the Bible is just about God and Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, Pharaoh probably says Joseph that he's his. Mm-hmm. Like, Fanner that fans him yeah. with the fans. With the giant rig. All well, the fans. And now the next 14 years are all going to be a witness. They'll all be evidence to Pharaoh that God really did do this you know he he kind of believes that now but he's going to have all this time over these years to get to know Joseph better and to see how Joseph works and see his kindness and his love and his care for the community his wise decision making right Mm -hmm. and we might learn more and more and more about Joseph's God through that Mm well Let's pause here because then we'll kind of look at some of the things that Joseph does next um, as he makes preparations. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, you are the word of God to us. You are the, the message that God has given that makes us wise. You are the truth and the way and the life. Continue to remind us of the wonders of having your word in our lives, that we might be so excited to continue to study the Bible all our days because of the wisdom for salvation that it gives to us and the encouragement it gives to our hearts and our souls when we're in trouble and the the way that you teach us how to talk to other people about heavenly things. Uh, and eternal things, which are far more important and most important of all. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Here we go. For health and strength and